This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we're going to be talking about how your confirmation bias is killing you and you don't even know it. Now, what do I mean when I say that and why am I bringing this topic to you today? So confirmation bias, um, basically, it's when you have an opinion about something that is not backed up in any way, but it is just your opinion and you've decided that no matter what anybody has to say about it, they're wrong, you're right, that's just that. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, I've talked a lot about this actually on the show before. And the reason I'm bringing this up again is because I posted something. You can go onto any of my social media accounts and check it out. Uh, I posted something yesterday about how running five kilometers a day is not the ultimate way to train for combat sports. It is not an effective way to train for combat sports. And immediate flood of comments about how I was dumb, how that doesn't make any sense, how running is the best way to train for combat sports, how this, that, whatever else you can think of, it's been commented on that post somewhere. Um, There were definitely some good comments as well. And I'm not going to lie, very grateful for that. Very grateful that some people are keeping an open mind and understanding that there might be more to the game than what they're doing right now. And uh, I want to speak particularly to one comment that I got on that post, and I won't go into too much detail, but basically this comment went from completely dismissing my point of view to after going back and forth with me for a minute, wanting to actually sign up and work with me. So think about that, going from completely dismissing what I had to say, that doesn't make any sense, you should be running, this is why, to, oh, what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense, and I think you could help me. Can I work with you? And so this is what got me thinking a lot about this topic for the podcast, because there are so many people with so many opinions about so many things that they're not backing up in any way, shape, or form. They've just decided because, I don't know, someone told me one time that this is the way it should be done, so that's the way it should be done, that if they took literally five minutes out of their day to have a discussion about things, they would understand that they don't know everything. And in turn, they would actually be able to learn and continue to progress in their life and their career at a faster rate. So I wanted to touch on that today. And so basically, like I've mentioned, you know, confirmation bias, essentially, you're just so certain about something that no matter what someone else says, they're wrong, you're they're wrong, you're right, that's it, that's all, and there's no conversation about it. There's no discussion. There's no thinking, hmm, what if I'm not correct? What if this person has a point? And this is just killing you, you know, plain and simple, because there are so many opinions that you have that aren't based off of anything that you're sticking to because you just have decided that you're right and everyone else is wrong. Now, we see this a lot in the strength and conditioning industry, and one of the main, excuse me, one of the main places that I've seen it, and one thing that I'll give you an example of my own confirmation bias, 
Because yes, I'm not a perfect human. I know that's shocking. But I'll give you an example of one of my own confirmation biases. It was about ladder drills. You know, before specializing in on combat sports, I worked with a lot of football players, a lot of hockey players. And if you have ever played football or hockey, you know that a lot of their strength and conditioning programming includes ladder drills. And ladders, for those who don't know, basically you put a ladder down on the ground and you have certain foot, uh, like certain patterns that you have to run in and out of the ladder using. Now, originally, people started using this because it was supposed to make you faster. But really, when it comes to sport, agility and speed comes from being able to react to the stimulus of the sport, not being able to memorize a certain pattern to move your feet in. So as far as actually making you faster or actually making you more agile, this is not a good training tool. And so after learning you know, a little more about ladders and coming to my conclusion that ladders were not a good training tool, that was stuck in my head for a very long time. I had decided agility ladders were bad, period. And it wasn't until speaking to my good friend, Jeff Lovecchio, uh, shout out to him, by the way, if you are an athlete of any kind, you should follow him on all his social media platforms. The guy's a genius. It wasn't until talking to Jeff where he was talking about agility ladders. And as soon as he brought them up, I was sitting there going, oh no, don't tell me you use agility ladders thinking that, you know, ah, oh, this guy, I'm going to have to correct him and tell him that he's wrong. And then he explained how he uses them. He doesn't use them for agility and for foot speed. He uses them for a warm-up. He uses them to get people's brains functioning a little bit as they start warming up for their session. So he gives them certain patterns to run, the, to run through the agility ladders in. And he gets them doing enough rounds to get their blood pumping, get their heart rate up, and just get them warming up in a different way. Brilliant. So again, immediately shattered my confirmation bias about agility ladders, but also made me realize how many things I was thinking so poorly about. Because this is something that literally for years, I was telling people agility ladders are stupid. You should never use them. They're so dumb. Why? I don't know why anyone would ever use agility ladders, blah, 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 blah. And then Jeff came along and in two minutes, oh, they are actually really useful. Just not for the reason that a lot of people use them. So again, there are so many opinions that you have, so many things that you are doing that if you would literally take five minutes to have a discussion about it, you would realize that there is more information out there than what you know. And in turn, because there's more information out there than what you know, you would realize that you have more to learn and you can make better progress. You can move forward faster in your life simply by opening up your mind and listening to other people. Now, one of the other ones, I'm not going to get too deep into this because this is just a conversation that I am not interested in having. One of the other ones that I see mass amounts of confirmation bias, and this is not focused around strength and conditioning, but one of the other ones, COVID. <laughs> Regardless of what side you stand on it, I'm not here to say, you know, it was one thing or it was another thing or it was good or it was bad or it was real or it was fake. I'm not here to have that discussion. But whatever side people tended to stand about COVID, you know, if you thought it was the worst thing that it ever graced the face of the earth, the second someone said anything other than it's the worst thing that's ever graced the history of the, the face of the earth, most people's immediate reactions were, 
fuck you, fuck everything you stand for, and immediate just hatred and divide without having a conversation to think maybe, hmm, where is the information coming from? Who's saying this? How do they get this information? And again, my goal is not to sit here and change your mind about COVID. My goal is not to sit here and, you know, have this deep discussion. My goal is just to show another very clear example of confirmation bias that happens, which is something when it comes to something medical like COVID, without actually doing a lot of research into it, just hearing, hey, this person said this, my opinion is formed, everyone who doesn't agree with my opinion is wrong, right? But that was one of the things that, you know, just really showed me how quick people are to jump on a side, not do any research, and just shit on anyone who doesn't agree with them. Um, but again, believe what you will. I'm not getting into that. But it was just a very clear example of where confirmation bias comes out to play and how you can actually go about uh, you know, deciphering that or seeing that within yourself too. So now we've talked about confirmation bias and what I want to bring to you is what is something currently in your life, whether that be in training, whether that be in life, whether that be you know, an example like COVID, whatever else it is, what is something in your life that you are suffering from confirmation bias? What is something you're doing right now that you realize you have an opinion about based purely off of the fact that you have an opinion about it, not because it's scientifically backed up, not because you've really thought about it, but because, I don't know, your mom said it one time and you went, oh, mom said it, therefore it must be right. We all have them. What is yours? Because just by opening up your viewpoint on whatever that is, you could actually see the light that you might, you know, be incorrect. You might not know everything. You might be able to learn a little something. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now that we have talked a little bit about confirmation bias, I want to get into how do you find this in yourself? How do you actually go about looking at your own life and saying, wow, maybe I need to open my mind up a little bit about that topic. So the first thing that I would say is if you are looking to find your confirmation biases in your own life, is anytime you hear someone give information and your instinct is to say, fuck you, or your instinct is just to disregard them immediately, the chances are you need to look into it a little bit more. Plain and simple. You probably need to look into it a little bit more. Because if you have just had the instinct of getting mad, getting upset, you know, disregarding what they have to say, ask yourself this, why don't I like this opinion? So as an example, the post I talked about when I said, uh, running five kilometers every day is not an effective way to train for combat sports. If I was one of those people leaving the stupid comments on that post, I would immediately ask myself, why do I not like this opinion? Well, the chances are, if I don't like this opinion, it's because I'm currently running five kilometers every day to train for combat sports and don't like that someone's telling me that the work I'm doing isn't the most effective work it could be. What part do I disagree with? Now you can ask yourself, do I firmly disagree? Do I absolutely think running five kilometers every single day is the best way to train for combat sports? Plain and simple. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is the answer. That is that. Do I really believe that? Do you really believe that that is the answer? There's no way that there's anything else that goes along with that. 
because if you really believe that, okay, the part you disagree with is the you know main point of my actual statement. Now, what part do you disagree with? You find that out. And then the next question I would ask yourself, why do you disagree with that statement? So again, coming back to that post I was talking about, me saying running five kilometers every day is not an effective way to train for combat sports. Why do I disagree with this statement? Well, one of the comments on the post was saying that fighting takes energy, running takes energy, therefore that's what you need to do to prepare for fighting. Um, so this opinion, again, I see on the surface where you're coming from, but this is as basic of a point of view as it gets. Running takes energy, fighting takes energy, therefore running equals fighting. It's just not how it works. Running is generally done at a steady pace for the duration of the time. Fighting is explosive, relaxing, explosive, relaxing, explosive, relaxing throughout the course of the fight. So how are you going to tell me that running at one steady pace is the best way to train for a sport that is explosive, relaxing, explosive, relaxing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of, which I added in in the comments, uh, in the caption, sorry, instead of building strength, building power, improving speed, working on conditioning, both anaerobic and aerobic, which one is going to be a better answer? Mine. <laughs> Hate to be cocky about it, but mine. Because again, my answer is actually backed up based off of research. Whereas somebody saying running takes energy, fighting takes energy, therefore running is the best way to train for fighting. Like how quickly can you poke a hole in that argument? But again, my guess is that person had someone say to them, hey, if you want to be a good fighter, you need to run every day. So they said, if I want to be a good fighter, I need to run every day without looking into it for five more minutes. And then when they saw my post saying, hey, that's not actually the best way to do it. Instead of saying, what's he talking about? Maybe there's something to this. He immediately went to, that guy's wrong. He's an idiot. I'm right. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. So when you are looking at information on the internet, when you are reading a book, whatever else it might be, ask yourself, why don't I like this opinion? What part of this opinion do I disagree with? Why do I disagree with this part of this opinion? And then the last thing is back up your reasoning. Back up your reasoning. If you disagree with something that you read or something that you watch, back it up. Show why you disagree. Show why your way is better. And then you can understand whether or not you're right or whether or not you have something to learn here. I'll give you an example on this one. I saw a video this was probably 18 months ago now, but it still sticks in my mind because it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. A strength coach had one of his athletes jumping onto a standing airplane tire, wearing hockey skates in the gym. Um, yes, you heard me correctly. Jumping onto a standing airplane tire. So it was like upright as if it was about to go on the plane. So it was an unstable landing while wearing hockey skates in the gym. So my immediate reaction was, fuck this guy. <laughs> but when I sat and thought about it more, I realized I don't like this because it's dangerous. You're jumping and landing on an unstable surface wearing unstable footgear, footwear in the gym. Uh, so the 
reasoning behind it that they gave was, I can't even remember. The explanation was terrible, but basically they said, you want to wear skates as much as possible because you wear skates on the ice. And like, okay, but also that doesn't mean that you need to wear skates in the gym. If you build up strength and power and speed in the gym and then strap skates on and also do power skating classes and learn how to skate and all of that, it's going to translate over. But instead of wearing unstable footwear, jumping onto an unstable surface to develop power while wearing your skates because you need to wear skates more in the gym, why would you not wear stable footwear like shoes, jump onto a stable surface like a plyo box and focus on being more explosive and in turn translating that over to the ice? So by looking at it and by actually asking the questions, like I sat and I looked and I asked the questions, why don't I like this? I don't like it because it's dangerous. And then what part of this do I disagree with? I disagree with the fact that you have to wear your skates at all times if you're training for hockey, because that's just silly and building up the power and the strength and the speed has been proven over years and years and years of training to be an effective method to transfer over to the ice. Why do I disagree with this? Because of what I just said. And then backing up my reasoning, you can develop all the physical qualities this person was trying to develop with their athlete in a much safer way and translate it over to the ice just as effectively. So you're backing up your reasoning. Now, I hope that all makes sense. I know there was a lot to that one, um, a lot of stuff on my mind with that one. Some of the stuff I see on videos and stuff like that just make me laugh. But um, it really got me thinking. There are a lot of people out there that won't take the time to actually digest and understand information that they hear on the internet. They're just going to immediately dismiss it. And a lot of the time you should immediately dismiss it. There are a lot of idiots out there. But if you take the time to actually think critically about it, like we pointed out in this podcast, you will be able to grow more. And in turn, you will be able to succeed at higher levels in your career, which is what we're all about here. So I hope you learned something from this. I hope you got a little bit of value from it. If you did, I would love to know what it was. Drop me a comment if you're here now. And if you are tuning into the replay, make sure to send me a message. All my social media handles will be in the show notes below. And let me know what your big takeaway was. Now, as we wrap it up, my final ask of you is that if you have gotten value from this podcast before, go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you find your podcasts and leave us a review and share the show with a friend. We grow shows like this through word of mouth, and we do that through you. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all for taking the time. I'm looking forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusseau. Thank you again and see you next time.